sound Don't know I'd hear the rounds Sound Don't know I'd hear the shouts Shouts Don't know I'd hear the sound Don't know I'd disturb the peaceful riots Don't know I'd disrupt Nirvana Don't know I'd wanna blow the And all I got to show for it is shoes and shows and chauffeurs with roll rage. So the same damn ad lip, ah, always. Still got a letter man, no practice. Still got a burner man, no lacking. Still a lot of jams, nigga, no Jackson. No joy, we toe tagging. I take it to the land where the lake made of sand and the milk don't pour and the honey don't dance and the money ain't yours. That's the red pills. Got a blue and a handful of Advils. I'm the new nitty. Fucking nitty to old me. So I'ma tell the buyer what nitty told me. Ah. I got that, mm. See my face in the streets and the tweets and the read the red eye if you eat sometimes. She got blessings on her knees, she a fiend for the D, even though I only beat one time. One time, it was one, two times, it was true, bless me, it was three sometimes. Shouts out to Nate, I jack ball and I bop, I flex. Got neck from all of these shots, I sex. Rastafari, I shot us, yes. I safari, me casa, yes. Bobby feel to that papa. She came to party, she popped the molly, said, come to papa, she said, papa, yes. I got that, mm. Got my mind on the fritz, but a lot of niggas 
dying, so my nine with the shit. I've been riding around with my blood on my lips. With the sun in my eyes and my gun on my hip. Paranoia on my mind, got my mind on the fritz. But a lot of niggas dying, so my nine with the shit. to the neighborhood i bet they don't stay for good watch somebody will steal daddy's rolly call it the neighborhood watch pray for a safer hood when my paper good watch captain saberhood hood savior baby boy still getting id for swishers i'ma still watch my bros. still with the same money militia i'ma still watch my bros trapped in the middle of the map with a little bitty rock and a little bit of rap that with a little every knack and a little shitty mac and like a little really jack Sun in my eyes and my gun on my hip. Paranoia on my mind, got my mind on the fritz. But a lot of niggas dying, so my nine with the shits. I've been riding around with my blunt on my lips. With the sun in my eyes and my gun on my hip. Paranoia on my mind, got my mind on the fritz. But a lot of niggas dying, so my nine with the shits. Scared. You should ask. 
ask us if we scared to If you was there And we just knew you cared to I'm so groovy, I got power, I'm so groovy, I got power, that's your bitch, I just bought it. I got power, 
I'm so groovy. I got power. That's your bitch. I just bought it. Oh, that's your bitch. I just bought it. Perks and Miley, mm-hmm. Flying Jane, mm-hmm. I just fucked the face, mm-hmm. I don't know her name, mm-hmm. Superman is. <laughs> Watch this. Oh! I like him. I think he's pretty cool. He's my idol. I can't have no sympathy for fuck, nigga. All the shit I seen him made my blood, nigga. Spill from methazine inside the double cup. Double up my cream, now that's a double stuff. Yeah. Please don't hit my phone if it ain't about no commas Keep the peace like Dalai Lama, big body hummus Backing out the parking spot and throw the lobby on him He exempt Sean Kempy, keep that 40 on him Go Motivate, 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 Trying to hide, I'm popping a pill, I'm feeling alive. I'm feeling alive, 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 I'm feeling alive. Whoa, Saturday, I feel like taking a PJ, fly to the on a weekday, eating ceviche, but like half of a million side of my briefcase, a couple of freeze play, and they don't speak English, but the money is something that they can complain day. And I got bread like I'm Green Day. I come around and they heads turn. Used to like bitches with hair perm. Now I like it natural, actual, factual. Naps and shit. Bougie still do ratchet shit. Not afraid to pass the clip before I make the ratchet spit. Blah. Motivate. 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 I'm trying to hide, I'm popping a pill, I'm feeling alive, 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 I'm
niggas, yeah, they more fans, nigga. I know I'm the man, baby, bring your friends with you. Putting points up while you in the stands, nigga. But I've been stuck in these streets, you in the background. Ever since they took my brother, got a pack rounds. Sorry, mama, two bells, took a bad route. I done got my bands up, a nigga stacked now. But we've been still OT on that bullshit. I don't wanna have to do it, empty full clips. Why these niggas talking robbing, they don't do shit. Hot Cali niggas tapped in, we a cook shit. Busting on my neck, niggas reach, get stretched. Rocking with this tech, niggas better wear a vest. Last year I was broke, young nigga in the crest. Now I show 20 better broke, niggas keep the rest. Everybody, welcome to Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Oh my DUI. I already feel a kinship with everyone here, all right? I don't think anyone's here for like any of the right reasons. Uh, I feel like that. Uh, no one's here like I wanted to hear like, you know, a Jim Gaffigan record tonight, you know, about like good quality family time. Would that be correct? Awesome. Um, so I'm Chris. You guys are stuck with me uh, for a little while. I'll be like bringing everyone up and like kind of uh, emceeing the thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you could go with that too. Yeah, absolutely. I love San Francisco. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm from Boston and like you know like you know everyone's so like nice here. Like in Boston, like they think you know they'll call you a homophobic slur if you smile you know and like everyone's just like very like friendly around here and uh it's hard to get used to because i live in boston i live in a, a part of boston called somerville and uh i'll break down somerville for you it's uh it's like a neighborhood that was historically blue collar but it, it got gentrified the past few years so sometimes you see like this clash in cultures like the other day i'm just walking down the street drinking a bottle of water and, like, this grizzled, towny-looking guy just comes right up to me, and he just goes, Hey! What's in the bottle? And, and I was like, it's water. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah? Water in what? I was like, nah, man, it's just water. So, you know what he did? He called me a yuppie. <laughs> All right, not everyone's on board. All right, so... um if you don't know that term yuppie, it's just a slang term. It just means young urban professional. <laughs> and that's cute because I'm 33 and unemployed. So uh, I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> 34. Um, God damn it. 35. Um, the joke's like two years old. Um, since I wrote that joke, um, I, I got a job. Now during the day, I work for a tech-based healthcare company. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I do it. Um, no one seems to believe I'm in that line of work because I look like a can of Coors Light came to life. But uh, <laughs> it's not nice. I, uh, I actually worked for my previous employer. They like laid me off, and then they brought me back. Which is like really fucked up because I wasn't really crushing it in my last position. 
Like my last performance review, all it said was, Chris does what's required of him. <laughs> and the fucked up thing is that's not even true, all right? <laughs> you know, I'm not required to steal printers. So like, uh, I saw them out of my car back home, so uh, yeah. I actually didn't uh, get a driver's license though until I was 28 years old though, because I suffer from intense anxiety. Sup, ladies? And uh, <laughs> so, like, once I, I got into my 20s, dating got to be a little awkward, you know, because, like, I'd ask a woman out, and she'd be like, okay, are you going to pick me up? And she'd be like, no, I'm not going to pick you up because I don't have a car, because I don't have a license, because I suffer from anxiety. Because, <laughs> you know, that sounds, like, really weak and timid, right? So you know what I did? I just told him I had a DUI, you know? Because <laughs> that sounds noble, at least, right? <laughs> so finally, when I was 28, I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I got to get a car, you know? Because sad buying Coke on a bike. And, uh... <laughs> you guys ever have a Coke dealer laugh at you? <laughs> He's like, bitch, nice helmet. So, uh... <laughs> All right, quick time out. I don't do coke anymore, so you can, like, shake my hand after the show, or unless you have coke, uh, give it to me for free. Um, no, it, it got to be too intense, so I quit. Like, I'll give you an example. I remember doing cocaine with my friends in my 20s. Uh, we would say things like, all right, let's go out to the bar, and we'll meet some women, and we'll shut the bar down, all right? Because the night's young, and the sky's the limit. And I do coke in my 30s. I say things like, I'll stab my boss. <laughs> just occurred to me that's a pretty grim thing to say in a hosting spot. Like, I'm actually trying to be warm and engaging to, like, make the other comics look better. So here's the thing in comedy. Uh, when you're the host, uh, you're supposed to be, like, you know, warm and engaging and not say, like, a lot of dirty things in your time up top. But um, I live in Boston where, like, everything is cured by Jameson. So, like, I wouldn't know, like, you know, how that works. So, But um, it was fun, though, getting a license at 28, though, in Boston, though. Like... It's kind of like learning to hate again. And uh, <laughs> I can remember my first road rage incident because this guy like cut me off. So I cut him off. And we just started cutting each other off back and forth, back and forth until we're neck and neck on the road. And he just rolls down his window and starts screaming at me verbatim. Your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, you're all fucking dead. My first thought was like, everyone I love, like half that list won't make the cut, you know? <laughs> like not even close. <laughs> My second thought was he's gonna say something racist and I know what you guys are thinking, Chris, how could that be your white? I'm like, it's Boston, he'll find a way. And uh, <laughs> he'll back into it, right? Thing is, I grew up in Boston, so I'm like used to those types of situations, and I can handle myself. But I was still new to driving. All right, I'm just trying to keep my hands at 10, 2 o'clock, and not ram into a fucking pole. Okay, I didn't know what to do. So when this guy threatened to kill my entire family, I just replied, "Hey, that's illegal." <laughs> it was real slick. He goes, "I don't give a fuck if I go to jail for the rest of my fucking life." You hear me? 
I was like, all right, this guy's insane, all right? So we step on the gas, and we're coming up towards an intersection, and he just goes to me. He goes, you hear me? I ain't scared of shit. I ain't scared of shit. And just then we come to the intersection, the light turns yellow. I keep going. I look back, and he stopped at the light. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought, man, there's some lines you just don't cross, you know? (laughs) So this is a... DUI-related show. Um, I, I actually don't have a DUI, uh, but I, I will say one time my car broke down. Uh, my car broke down uh, in an intersection uh, during rush hour in the pouring rain, and my alternator died. And uh, I'm not too savvy with cars, but to explain that to everyone, that means your brake lights don't work, nothing works. So literally my car was just like a a two-ton paperweight in the middle of rush hour traffic. So I literally had to get out of my car and start like directing everyone around me during rush hour traffic. And all of a sudden a cop just walks up to me and he just goes, Hey, move your car, get it out of the fucking street, all right? I was like, I I can't, my car died. He goes, well then put your hazards on. And I was like, I can't put my hazards on. My alternator died, all right? My brake lights don't work. Nothing works. The car's dead. I'm screwed. He just goes, oh. Well, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) And he just peels out. So every car that kept driving by me just keeps going, put your hazards on. So after about 20 cars, it starts like building to this crescendo, right? And the vein in my forehead starts popping in and out and in and out. And finally, after the 20th car drove past me and goes, put your hazards on, I just look at him and I go, I am the fucking hazard! (laughs) And it all worked out. Guys, are you ready for this show to start? Come on, like you mean it! So psyched for this show. This lineup is killer. Everyone, put your hands together. Welcome to the stage. Your first comic for the evening. Jay, whoop! Yeah, give it up for Chris, everybody. Give it up. Uh, Full disclosure, I'm a very good drunk driver. Since you guys in the Bay Area invited, invited, invented Uber, I no longer, I've retired. Unlike Jordan, I will not come out of retirement. I'm going to do it right. But I have a lot of stories. Um, when I was young, I think my parents knew that this is what was going to happen. And uh, when I had my permit, went over to my buddy Reddick's house. Love that guy. Shout out, Reddick. I love using real names. It makes it better. <laughs> and drank all night. Went hard. Went crazy. Totally stupid. 15. Woo! Spring break. It was great. It was great. And then my dad rolled up at 7 o'clock in the morning. We stopped drinking around 6. And he made me drive home. You guys were practicing for one driving test. I was practicing for a completely different one. And, you know, I think he was just getting me prepared for this kind of lifestyle. I mean, I'm not happy about a lot of choices I've made, clearly. I don't eat well. I have drank and drove, and uh, I got so good at it in high school. Um, it was like this was, you know, my first time ever drunk driving was with a permit. My first time, like, ever, like, coming down to it, I borrowed my mom's minivan because what better, you know, put a bunch of drunk teenagers in one vehicle. 
instead of all of us hitting each other with a bunch of vehicles. It's great. And this is my first time experiencing two stop signs right next to each other. And I look over to my buddy Reddick. Yeah, he's kind of involved in a lot of my drunk driving stories. Maybe he invite, invented Uber. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh, I love you guys. Uber, Uber, Uber. Invited, invited, invited. But no, and, uh, and he said, dude, just close one eye. And I was like, but which one's the right one? Like, I just picked, and we all made it home. Give it up. No one died. Like, these are... My DUI, my oh my DUI stories are about success. They're about good stuff, you know? And uh, too bad I couldn't use Uber for this last one because, again, this is my retirement story right here. Did a show in Stockton. You guys ever been there? Oh, yeah. No one clapped for that either. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Luckily, I was driving while white as well as driving while influenced. <laughs> They're not looking for me there. They're just not. And I felt real confident about that. But guess what? They found me. They found me. And uh, if you guys have teenagers or, you know, want to teach someone how to be great, the Michael Jordan of DUI, the G-O-A-T of D-U-I, GOAT, greatest of all time. Yeah, I called it at driving drunk. I, I, want, I want the news to have me drive drunk on Thanksgiving to show people the effects of it because I think I could beat that test. You guys never watch, you never, fuck it, all right, never mind. I do, I think I could prove them wrong. You know, some of us, we're not all built the same. This guy can do gang load of cocaine and be perfectly fine. You know, he's built different. We're all built different. I could handle this. But my last time I got pulled over in Stockton and I'm with another comic, she's like, oh my God, you're gonna go to jail now. How am I gonna get home? I'm worried about the same thing. <laughs> Not at all. Just, I was like, chill out. And so I have this little thing, a scope in my car for emergencies or before I go in and kiss my wife. And uh, I was like, I got to use it now. And uh, I put it in there and I was like, I can't spit it out. So just held it in my mouth. And I was I got to swallow like a champ. I took it down like it's prom night, the whole thing. No scope anywhere. Okay, so that's one thing. I have bad tendencies where I'm a bad person. Scope in the car, just look for those things. If your son has scope in the car, it's not for a good reason. <laughs> the worst thing, the best thing to come out of that would be he gets a girl pregnant. Okay, there's no reason to have scope in the car. Get this scope out of the car. But I also cruise with coffee and cigarettes because that masks stuff up. So I told her, look, I'm really worried about you getting home too. But you need to light up two cigarettes real quick. And she did. And I said, no, just chill the fuck out. Roll the windows all the way down. Turn the car off. Put the keys on the dashboard. They come over, grab my ID, and they go, hey, you know why we pulled you over? I said, yeah. And I pulled out, and it wasn't safe. It's always the safest thing to say. I had no fucking idea why he pulled me over. And he goes, well, give me your ID. Look around. Check it all out. Let me go. I, I wouldn't clap for that either. They clearly did not do a good job, all right? I drove all the way there pre-gaming. I enjoyed the game while the show went on and drove home right after. I didn't go run a mile first. I had way better parking than I got here. You can fucking where I park. I'm going to walk this fucking buzz off, that's for sure. Gosh. But, you know, it's bad. Sometimes you're really good at stuff, and it's not for anyone's good. 
but support your children if they're good at something like this and be like my dad and just, you know, start on their permit because if you get a DUI and you don't have a license, I don't think it counts, and I think that's why he did it. Hey, everybody, thank you very much. My name is Jay Rook. Jay Rook, everybody. Keep it going for him. Jay was talking about scope. Uh, I accidentally uh, sold scope uh, to my neighbors as a kid. Um, when I was a kid, I wanted money for a bike, and my dad was like, I'm not giving you money. Find a way to get the money for the bike. And uh, I noticed all the kids in my neighborhood like had lemonade stands, which is a nice way to turn a buck, but I looked in the fridge. We had no lemonade. He was like, you got to find a way to get the money for the bike. So I looked all through the house to find something to sell. And I came across a case of Listerine. I was like, fuck it, I'll sell that, all right? So I sold it for a dollar a cup, like at a stand, all right? <laughs> but I knew no one would buy it, so I sold it as mint drink. <laughs> <laughs> and business was booming, people were buying it. Here's the thing, I don't know if you guys remember, um, in the early 1990s, Listerine was like 27% alcohol, so like, I guess some of the neighborhood kids were going home like slurring their speech or something like that, I don't know. Not really my problem, but uh... <laughs> so all the kids in the neighborhood, their parents like grabbed them and they're like, oh my God, who did this to you? And they all ratted me out, you know, because dr <laughs> drunks can't keep a secret, you know? So uh, <laughs> they all called my dad and, uh, you know, they ratted me out and, uh, my parents, you know, when it came time to discipline me, my mom looked at me and uh, she goes, Chris, I'm so disappointed in you. I can't believe you did this. I, I'm disgusted. I'm ashamed of you. I just felt horrible. And then I look at my, at my dad and he's just beaming with pride. And he just looks at me and he goes, you thought outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's like, David, that's not the message we're trying to send here, all right? He just got all the kids liquored up. He, he grabbed the first liquid he could and sold it to them. My dad's like, yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been bleach, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> would have been pretty cool if it had been bleach, right? Because <laughs> then I'd be famous, you know? <laughs> Guys, you want to keep the show going or what? <laughs> awesome. All right. Give it up for your next comic. Coming all the way to us from Portland, Oregon. All right. She hosts a great uh, show in Portland. Uh, it's called uh, Minority Retort. Everyone, nice and loud. For Julia Ramos. Thank you. Deja vu. <laughs> Just here. Uh, this show is called Oh My DUI. And you guys, which one do you want to hear about? <laughs> 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 There's two. <laughs> yeah, the second one. Oh, it's so, yeah, it's a good one. It's the best one of all of them, that's for sure. Um, so for the second one, I do have to give you a little bit of background on the first one. I got the first one in 2009, and uh, I had been drinking all day, as you do. <laughs> I had my, uh, my bank job at the time, and I was actually so good at my job that I was like, I can do this drunk. That's no big deal at all. <laughs> It was a slow branch. I justified it well. <laughs> and I remember, I do remember there was this one time this guy uh, came in and I did my job and uh, returned later on that day. And I was like, wow, twice in one day, what are you doing? He's like, he gave me the receipt that I had handed him. And I had 
taken a $300 check and turned it into a $30,000 check. <laughs> the bank fired me. I never even saw it coming. I don't know. <laughs> um, I was like, you could have been rich. This was your moment to take that. So I'd actually been drinking. <laughs> that was my bad. You know, I get one of those. Um, I'd been drinking all day long, and I went and met a friend in downtown Portland, which now I drive by all the time. I was like, I don't know how I could have gotten lost, but I did. We went to dinner, and it was in December, and it was had been snowing all day long, and there, like, everything stops for the snow. And so uh, everybody was at this place where we were at. We were going to get dinner and a drink, right? Not a big deal. And so I remember I was waiting there, and because they were so busy, um, I ended up not getting dinner until, like, I mean, we had been there for about an hour and a half, two hours. So on top of drinking all day long, I had drinks there. And that I was like, oh, I'm not hungry. <laughs> and so I remember I walked outside and I was like, I think I should find my car. So I went, found my car and was like, I got this. No big deal. I do this all the time. I'm going to nail it. <laughs> I ended up uh, from southwest Portland to southeast Portland. They're not very far from each other, but it was very much the wrong direction. And uh, I ended up sideswiping a car. Uh, it was a parked car, thankfully. And I was going so slow that the person behind me caught the cops. So they showed up. <laughs> That's when I actually came to a little bit, and um, I remember I pulled over because I knew I was supposed to do that, and as I was waiting, I was like, oh, no, this is not good, and I grabbed the only thing in my car that I had that wasn't alcohol, which was a menthol cough drop. Um, that pretty much just magnifies the smell of alcohol, if anybody's had that. And so, yeah, it was not the best moment for me. Um, he came to the window and knocked on the window. I rolled it down and he very much just, you know, have you been drinking? I said, yes. He says, how many? And I was like, two beers, I think, you know, <laughs> I wasn't going to say one. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> and so he actually just took me right to his car and, um, went to, went to jail, had the first DUI. And the thing about the first DUI is that I already knew that I had a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I had a problem when I turned watching the show Intervention into a drinking game. Anyone else? <laughs> Still me. Okay. <laughs> but that was it. So, like, and once I got that first DUI, in a weird way, it was a badge of honor. Like, my friends high-fived me. The cop that I was friends with from high school was like, everybody gets one. Like, it was not a big deal whatsoever. But, like, I knew that that was, like, a big deal for me. I was like, oh, I got to be more careful about this drinking and driving thing. They're starting to catch on. Um, <laughs> and so I waited about three years um, until the second one. So the second one, and this is part of like where the last show, uh, I'm Mexican. I'm very much Mexican. I'm about 85% Mexican, and but I'm very light-skinned. And there was a time while I was drinking and driving that I got pulled over three times in four days, <laughs> drunk for all of them. Not once did I have to step out of the car. Tell us where the Portland police are at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very lucky lady right here. Um, so with the second one, I was back to my drinking all day long, right? And I actually, at this point, my car had stopped working because sometimes I would um, put oil in it and not put the oil cap back on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was just like, well, it's fine. I'll just keep putting oil in it all the time. Not a big deal. So the engine blew up. <laughs> I'll remember to stop and add more oil. Uh, engine blew up, no car. 
And so that was actually good. That was really good for me at that time. I was like, I'll just take a cab to and from work. I'll figure it out that way. Well, one weekend, my stepmom was going to be out of town on a cruise. And so my dad was like, hey, let's hang out. Why don't you, um, he had a work vehicle. And then he had my stepmom's car. He's like, since you don't have a car, why don't you just use your stepmom's car? I'll use the work vehicle. And then, you know, if I need it, I'll let you know. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and so I was constantly carrying alcohol on me at this point. Like I needed it all the time. And so I had little airline bottles of alcohol in my purse and a water bottle filled up with alcohol in my purse. That was, that's what we were. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I did a good job. And, um, <laughs> so I remember that day, uh, I'd gone to work and I was actually supposed to work like a split shift. So I was going to work, um, till about, I think it was like two o'clock, uh, go home and then come back at four and work for a couple of hours for a friend. And I was like, no problem. I got this. And I actually was running low on the water bottle of alcohol that I had. And I was like, I'm going to go home, fill it up, feed my turtle that I lost <laughs> somewhere for five days. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to put little bouts of lettuce and she's going to find it. <laughs> um, like a responsible adult. Uh, and so I went home, did that, and I actually don't recall leaving the apartment. I got on um, the highway there, and at the highway where I needed to get off, it actually merges with another highway. And at some point, I um, crashed, I guess. That's what they said. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The ambulance was right there. It was like, it was great. The efficiency, wonderful. Comment card sent in, no problem. Uh, so they did. So the ambulance was there, took me back, and I found out that that day on a Monday afternoon at 3.45, I had a .396 blood alcohol content. Yeah, right? I was good at it. Yeah, very good at it. I was good. Even when they told me, I was like, I don't know what that means, but that's high and I like it. <laughs> uh, and so I remember like uh, the officer was asking me questions and he was sitting in front of me and he was just like, I cannot believe that you're answering these right now. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, well, let me just tell you that if I were to drink your blood right now, I would get a buzz. <laughs> I was like, officer, <laughs> I wouldn't say no, you know? <laughs> I was drunk. <laughs> so he took my ass to jail, <laughs> as he should have. Uh, and he did. I remember, like, on the way, and this is back to that, like, white privilege, like, they even let me pick the radio station that I listened to on the way to jail. I was like, what? <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, the police are great! <laughs> Motown, please, hello! <laughs> Let's get this party started. <laughs> so we did, on the way, and I remember, like, we came to a stoplight, you guys, and, like, he yelled out the car window to the car next to us and was like, uh, you know, is that your car? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, okay, you know, your tags are expired. The guy's like, yeah, I'm on my way there right now. And the officer was like, they're always on their way. <laughs> From the back seat, you guys, guys fully handcuffed I go oh my god <laughs> can you believe some people <laughs> <laughs> I look back at it now and I'm like proud of myself <laughs> that I was able to like you know be that real in that moment with my thoughts and no filter but what an asshole <laughs> I'm not proud of it I'm just very self-aware <laughs> so he did he, you know he took me to jail and it's still like it boggles the mind now that I'm looking back at all of this because like I got in a little bit of trouble I was on probation it wasn't alcohol related it was just like not following the rules <laughs> so I went to jail again <laughs> for a couple of days and I remember like I'm 
sitting there, <laughs> proud parents, um, I'm sitting there like waiting to get booked and the officer comes over to me and I'm waiting in line and he's just like, um, I just have to, s- what did you do? He's like, I can't imagine that you would do anything. And I was like, oh my God, the system is broken. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Ramos, everybody, keep it going for her. When she had the radio in that cop car and she said the police, I was like, she wants Sting? Like, I don't know, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah. Every breath you take into a breathalyzer. Oh, okay, all right. That is literally the worst thing I ever said on stage, but thank you guys for sitting through that. Um, w- Fuck you, Jeremiah. <laughs> You're getting the worst intro ever. <laughs> Guys, we're going to keep this show going. I uh, love this ex-comic. Uh, we did a show together last night. Uh, just, uh, I was dying, man. He's great. Everyone, give it up for Brian Bixby. All right, thank you. I, uh, yeah, I've been, I, I like drinking. I still do it a lot. Uh my my parents were big drinkers like i remember even when i was like as young as like 5 years old my dad would let me try a sip of his beer like uh but first i had to take a shot of jaeger like i had to <laughs> learn to hold your own kid <laughs> first time that i got drunk like wasted drunk blackout drunk i was 10 years old my mom gave me malt liquor, <laughs> which is adorable when you think about a child holding a 40 with both hands, just <laughs> pouring it back, bitching about SpongeBob, like, ah, let me tell you, uh, Patrick. <laughs> blacked out, puking in uh, my Scooby-Doo underwear. <laughs> like, I still wear Scooby-Doo underwear. Yeah, I didn't tell you when that was. Uh, <laughs> That was Tuesday. Ruh-roh, that was funnier than my joke. That was good. Ruh-roh. Yeah, I, uh, most of my... <laughs> most of my uh, run-ins with the law and drinking all happened before, like, when I was underage, like, before I was 21. Uh, I remember the first time that I was at a party that was busted. Uh, the cops came in. And for some reason, I decided to suck on, like, a mouthful of pennies because somebody told me that would work, <laughs> like, that would trick the breathalyzer. I don't know how, like, the breathalyzer is going to be like, oh, man, he just has pennies. He can't afford booze. Like, <laughs> this guy's broke. But no, it's more like, oh, he's sucking on pennies. Lock him up. Like, this guy's wasted. He's trying to eat change. <laughs> like. I uh, I used to, in order to get out of underage drinking tickets, there was uh, three times I did this, I uh, would tell the cops that I was going to kill myself. <laughs> I'd tell them that, and then they would just take me to the psych ward, and they wouldn't find me at all. Like, But I'd be black out when that happened, and waking up the next morning is... Way stranger when you have a hangover. Like, in jail, it's one thing. Like, you wake up and there's, like, bars on the window. You're the only white guy. You know where you are, right? 
psych ward it's different you wake up there's some guy talking to a ficus like there's people running around just wag some guy's just staring in your face when you your eyes open he's just like so it's scary that's all i have about that uh i liked my stay at the psych ward it was great it was good i just spent first time i spent like three days there just shuffling around in slipper socks just putting together puzzles it was like preschool it was great it was awesome i'd go back if they had legos but they can't because it's choking hazard uh i still drink i love drinking uh i i'll drink almost anything i can't drink vodka anymore had to stop can't do it uh it just always gives me chlamydia, you know, like every time. It's an awful drink. I'm kidding. I have actually, I'm proud to say, I have never had an STD test ever. Uh, not once. If you don't test, you can never fail. That's what I always say. Yeah, I like the drinking. Um, people always told me, you know, don't drink tequila. You'll end up naked. And I'm like, bullshit. But they were right. Uh, I pissed my pants, so <laughs> I was naked. Is it possible to drink whiskey without fighting a cowboy? I don't know. Is it? My favorite is beer. That's what I drink the most, uh, beer. They, uh, they say that every can of beer contains approximately one pork chop in calories. But I have never eaten nine pork chops and felt like, now I can talk to women all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> it's never like, oh, he ate a whole rack of ribs. Now he won't stop dancing. Look at him go. Like, there's no music. <laughs> No, I just get the meat sweats and have to lay down, that's all, <laughs> and nap. I like, uh, I like drugs, too. I'm a big fan of drugs. Uh, ow, mushrooms, anybody? Magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms, like you have to know a wizard to get them. Like, yeah. <laughs> Could you conjure me up some <laughs> mushrooms? It's always uh, such an enlightening experience every time you take mushrooms. Uh, like the last time I took them, I sp just spent four hours just staring at a wall. That was it. And then I realized they were shiitake mushrooms, and I'm just a boring person. Like that was, I suck. That was my big realization. Like a lot of drugs, uh, sometimes, sometimes uh, I smoke crack, uh, sometimes. Only in the mornings, uh, because coffee makes me shit, so <laughs> I choose crack. I, uh, I think about the apocalypse a lot. I do. What I think is I'm going to die real fast. It's okay, I'm supposed to. What's the last movie you saw where the survivors are like an ex-marine, some hot chick, and a fat, cowardly ginger just walking through some zombie town smearing on sunscreen like, how far is it? I, don't <laughs> I can't keep going. I've always, uh, always been blubbery. Uh, 
just just forever like i don't like i remember like and like my mom always used to tell people like oh it's just baby fat that's all just a little baby fat and they'd be like wow really uh how many babies did he eat because <laughs> most people won't tell you when you're fat like they won't be like oh you're too fat like old people will though <laughs> like they will they don't give a shit. I remember the last time that I saw my great-grandmother alive. She said to me, she's like, Brian, you're getting too fat. And then she died right there. So sad. I was so fat, she had a heart attack. That's what happened. I uh, I prefer to blame it on my dad, who raised me to eat whatever I wanted. He let me eat anything. He's just like, oh, yeah, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? That's when I shake my tits in his face. Like, well, you can motorboat your son. That might be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Is uh, Thank you, sir. <laughs> Sometimes I uh, sometimes I like to squeeze my fat tits together, right? <laughs> and then I jizz on them. That's what I do. Uh, I come on my gooey man tits, and that makes it okay that I have them. <laughs> I was hilarious a minute ago. <laughs> Come on your tits once, and everybody who's walking out, huh? <laughs> the party's over once you come on your tits. <laughs> no, I think it's good. <laughs> I think that makes it okay that I have them, right? Because the sad part about man tits is they have no purpose. But mine saved me from coming in my face, so <laughs> it's, pretty <laughs> it's a pretty useful. I uh, I hate people in shape. I do. <laughs> Fuck you if you have abs. Fuck you. <laughs> like I totally get why joggers are always getting murdered. You know because. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> I used to have I used to have friends who always wanted to go hiking like up hills and shit like man fuck you like i'm not walking up a if i'm walking in the middle of nowhere you better be killing me because i'm not walking back <laughs> i'm not coming back <laughs> ever try to look like you're not following somebody when you're really not following them it's weird like for some reason every time i get off the bus at the same stop as a woman i'm convinced that i'm following her i don't know Enough that I have to yell, like, I'm not following you. But I'm a really bad, nervous laugher, so it comes out like, I'm not following you. <laughs> like, hey, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, have a good night. Brian Bixby, everybody. Keep it going for him. We are down to your final comic. You guys ready? Are you ready? 
I love this guy. Um, this is like the second festival we've done together in a few months. Uh, love working with him. He's hilarious. Guys, let's take this thing home with Jeremiah Coughlin. Hey, everybody. Keep it going for Chris, your host. Let's have a hand for Pam for doing all this. Thank you. This guy for securing the entrance just in case. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he feels good about it. So, uh, yeah, uh, Brian, that was really funny. I'm ghosts of fucking Bixby's future, I guess, is what you say if you look at me. <laughs> We're like Russian nesting dolls or something. Like I came out of his ass earlier today. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys a couple stories. Uh, one of them about uh, the time I could have got a DUI, but I didn't. Uh, instead, I only got pepper sprayed by the police. Uh, yeah, right? Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Uh, but God, there's so many fucking stories I have. I was just talking about this last night when we were talking about uh, blood alcohol levels, where I was talking about when I was 20 years old, I drove my dad's Mercedes into a tree, and uh, like I got out and ran for like a couple blocks because I, I was like, we'll just tell them somebody stole it, right? And then... Uh, and then I was like, nah, I got to go back and face the music, right? And then uh, the cops showed up, and I blew a .079. Yeah. 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 After driving into someone's front yard, I didn't get a DUI. I was just like, no, nah, I was tired. I fell asleep, which is true, but the crank had a lot to do with that. Uh, but uh, when I first moved to Portland, I was 26 years old. Uh, I was dating a girl. And we went to Brewfest. Uh, I'd only been, you can't leave, miss. You just can't. You just fucking can't. Sit back down and listen to my story. What could be more important than this? Uh, let her go. Come on, what's, what's going to happen? You should be. You should be. You feel shame. Uh, when I was 26 years old, I just moved to Portland, and I was dating this girl, and I decided to go to Brewfest with my buddies. Anybody ever been to Brewfest, maybe? Yeah, it's great, right? Uh, I got fucking blackout drunk at Brewfest, and there was a girl there who wasn't my girlfriend, but I thought she was going to bang me, uh, so I, I, uh, I was a real stand-up guy, so I didn't want to cheat on my current girlfriend, so I broke up with her with a text message. Yeah, cause yeah, cause I'm a good person, and uh, so we we um, we partied, and then that girl didn't uh, bang me. Uh, so I went back to my buddy's hotel with him, and my phone was about to die, and I wanted to text the girl that I'd broken up with and try to do some damage control, right? See, cause I, that other girl didn't fuck me, and so the only charger I had for my phone was a car charger. So I went and I sat in the front seat of my car and the last thing I remember was turn my key to where the uh, phone charger would work and that's the last thing I remember and the next thing happened, uh, I'm face down on the concrete and there's two people on my back and I don't know who they are or what they want. <laughs> Yeah, I have no fucking clue how these people got there. Uh, and I just remember thinking, you need to get up right now or you're going to die. I don't know why they're going to kill you, but if you don't stand up, they're, you're going to die. These people are going to kill you. And so uh, adrenaline's a crazy drug, and I actually did a push-up with two large men on my back. And I had bruises up and down my arms from them trying to, like, hack my arms out from underneath me. <laughs> and I just wouldn't fucking give up, right? And then I heard one of them say to the other one, 
all right, let's just fucking do this. And then uh, what that meant, I didn't know, uh, <laughs> was code for uh, let's empty a can of pepper spray on this kid's face. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if you can see me, but a whole can of pepper, I can't eat medium salsa, right? I'm the whitest fucking person you've ever, I don't, I don't, I don't need a fucking can of pepper spray. Uh, but they emptied it. They got every drop out of that. And I was so, I was so fucked up that uh, I was like, the next thing that really I remember is being in the back of the car. I'm handcuffed. And I'm in the back of the car, and I look down, and my shirt is like red, and I think that I'm bleeding. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what did you pigs do to me? Did you beat me up? And there's like, he's like, dude, you don't remember? We just fucking pepper sprayed you. And I was like, no, I don't remember that. Because uh, pepper spray is red, if you didn't know that. It looks a lot like blood. Uh, and so my nice uh, polo shirt from Old Navy is now ruined. And they take me to the drunk tank. Ooh, that was a lot of spit. Sorry. Uh, they take me to the drunk tank. And, like, I just moved to Portland from Kennewick, Washington. I'm, like, this 25-year-old kid. I'm scared. And they take me to the drunk tank. And they took my shirt away uh, because they had hosed me down, like, I had a little Tommy Boy moment where I was a maniac, and they were, they were hosing me down, yeah. And they take my shirt away, and they give me like a like a OR scrub, like a purple smock, and they put that on me, and they put me in the drunk tank, and I'm like terrified. I'm like, I hope no one talks to me. I don't want to interact with anybody, right? It's like w the weekend of Brewfest, so it's like extra. There's a lot of fucking people in the drunk tank, right? And I walk in, and it's like all these people that I'm a terrified of are like, holy fuck, look at that guy. I'm not sitting by him, right? Because I've got a face as red as the devil's dick and a purple. Like, I look like I need to be in the fucking psych ward, right? And so <laughs> they let me out, uh, and I uh, this is at Hooper, and I walked uh, from the Hooper Detox Center uh, to where the hotel was once they let me out a couple hours later. Like, the girl who was the intake person, that cop who pepper sprayed me was her boyfriend. And she was like, hey, uh, he feels really bad. This is all a misunderstanding. I was like, yeah, I, I know. Uh, and then I, I walked, which is like, I found out now it's like a five-mile walk uh, through, like, the worst part of Portland. And same thing. I'm like, holy shit, look at all these homeless people. I'm so scared. And they were like, holy fuck, look at that guy. And they were, like, crossing the street to get away from me. And um, I went there and I took a shower uh, which uh, hurts really bad because pepper spray is oil based and it just gets on your balls and it fucking hurts so bad it's the worst pain you'll ever feel and I got I got a hold of the girl that I broke up with and went over and we made up and then we had sex and then like right as that started she was like why am I on fire right now because that shit some shit just doesn't wash off yeah and uh, I'm happy. The happy ending to that story is that uh, two years ago, me and that girl got a divorce. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Uh, but I don't, I don't drink anymore. Uh, I, I gave that up. Yeah, not for. I'm not a prohibitionist or anything, but I did too much shit like that. Uh, I feel like I, I went out the right way though. Uh, like my last drunk started on a Tuesday in Las Vegas, Nevada, and ended on the following Tuesday in my front yard in Beaverton, Oregon, and I have no fucking clue what happened in those few days uh yeah it's like some people can't handle vegas right you've heard that this guy right here this guy couldn't handle vegas yeah i also couldn't handle like uh wilmington delaware bowling green ohio <laughs> richland washington santa fe new mexico i got kicked out of a lot of places uh i don't know how i'm d how am i doing on time can i tell you one more story 
Okay, I'm going to tell one more story uh, about the time that we should have gotten it. Well, one of my friends did get a DUI in this story. Uh, when I was 18 years old uh, in Kennewick, Washington, our women's, our Lady Lions uh, basketball team uh, went to the state tournament in Tacoma, Washington. And, yeah, they were undefeated, and so we all got as many uh, drugs as we could, and we actually, <laughs> we uh, we had like an ounce of weed, you know, it was like the whole like list, right? We had like an ounce of weed, a salt shaker, cocaine, uh, like six tabs of LSD, like we had a bunch of shit, and we were going to leave Thursday morning to go to the basketball tournament, and Wednesday night, we all met at my buddy Jordan's uh, mom's house, we're like, uh, yeah, so uh, at like 9 o'clock, we're like... You know, we should eat some of this acid. <laughs> and that seemed like a really good idea. And then around 11 o'clock, it was like, hey, instead of leaving in the morning, let's just go right now. Uh, so we all piled into my buddy Casey's mom's uh, Dodge Voyager uh, minivan. And uh, we were all real fucking high. And we all, we'd made uh, our own T-shirts. We made white T-shirts that said fear and loathing in Tacoma on them. Because uh, we thought we were the funniest uh, little fucking high school kids. And and we were going over Snoqualmie Pass, and we were about halfway there. My buddy Jordan, who was the only, like, sober one, he was smoking weed, uh, but we were all really fucked up. And he would, like, straddle the white line and, like, on the drunk bumps and roll the windows down because it was, like, 3 in the morning at this point and yell, wake up, call at all of us uh, who were in the backseat tripping balls and... Uh, the Washington State Patrol saw him doing that, and they didn't like that. Uh, they, they frowned upon that. Uh, I should back up that earlier in the night, I had uh, convinced everybody in the van that we should take our pants off. Uh, not like naked naked, but just like in our underwear. It's like, you know, it's comfortable. It's a lot more comfortable if you just take your pants off. And they bought it, and everyone took their pants off except for Jordan, who was driving. And the Washington State Patrol came up to the van and was like, you know, there's like smoke pouring out the windows. And they're like, uh, what the hell is going on here? Uh, who's got the weed? And we we're like, oh, no, we're just smoking cigarettes, whatever. And they were like, no, you kids are fucked up. <laughs> and, yeah, he didn't buy it. And so uh, officer whatever comes over and he, he opens the sliding door of the van. And there's like four high school kids with no pants on just like sitting there. And the first thing he says is Jesus what are you boys jacking off in here right and we're like not yet you know I mean you kind of fucking ruined that and so uh, the, there was two kids named Casey in the van and the other one uh, <laughs> little Casey uh, his dad was our high school's dare officer and uh, they took us all yeah they took us all out of the van and they made Casey put his pants back on and then they searched him and in his pocket was a baggie with uh, like three sugar cubes with LSD on them and the cop pulls this out of his pocket and he goes hey why do you have sugar cubes in your pocket are you a diabetic and he said, no, it's acid, <laughs> like an idiot. Like, yeah, you're diabetic, you fucking moron. Like, what are you doing? So they took us, so, <laughs> yeah, so there's like the Snoqualmie County Sheriff, which, I mean, it took those guys two seasons to figure out who killed Laura Palmer, right? So they don't, they don't know. <laughs> They don't know shit, and uh, <laughs> uh, the Washington State Patrol, and they take us, and uh, 
Uh, yeah, so these two, like, these three fat cops are standing there, and me and my buddies are all on acid, and we're like, dude, this is pretty fucked, and we're in the back of the car at one point, and my buddy Vince has, like, an Instamatic, like, paper camera, remember those? And he's like, hey, do you want me to take your picture? And we're like, no, sh- please stop. And he's like, I said I'm sorry, and he keeps taking our pictures, like Pee Wee Herman. And so we all climb up this hill, and this big fat cop goes, any of you boys running, I'm shooting, which is not something you want to hear when you're on acid. And they, they took Casey, whose dare officer parents had to come get him, and they put him in the holding cell, and we're all kind of standing there. And I'm like, I'm going in this bathroom, and the floor looks like the bottom of a swimming pool, and I'm just frying balls, right? And we look, and there's a tiny window, and Casey's sitting there at the window like, Hey guys, like you gotta, you gotta help me. Like you know, he's just freaking the fuck out. And uh, the only thing I could say was, you should have been fucking diabetic when you had the chance. You fucking moron. Uh, so none of that went on my permanent record. But that's all I have. Thank you guys so much. That was fun. Jeremiah Coughlin, everybody, keep it going for him. Guys, that has been the Night Clock Show. Thank you so much for coming. Give it up for all the comics you saw. Give it up for yourselves. And please stick around. Uh, there is a 10 o'clock show. It's called the Underwear Show. Uh, it is going to get wild, so stick around if you want. Take care. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh. South Van Ness, uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer: burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll for some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. 
Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive. By host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Don't worry. THC. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't know if you can hear um, this, the mic's on. Is the mic on? I really can't hear it. No igual pinche. No igual pinche Mike. How's everybody doing? Muni. Yo, make some fucking noise, man. It's fucking Thursday night. It's the first night of this festival. I'm out here. My name is Pedro Andrade. And uh, yeah, we're coming for these jobs too. So keep that in mind. That's what's up, man. No, no, but give it up, man, for all the comics you saw earlier. Give it up for the people in the back. I think they're recording a podcast. If you need to smoke weed, you got to go outside. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, we can smoke weed inside now? Ten minutes ago, I was told I couldn't. I had to go outside and smoke weed. What kind of shit is that? So I think this showcase is called I Am Not White. Is that what it's called? Politics are funny, I'm not white. Politics are funny, I am not white. I don't know if you could tell about Pedro. Pedro is not white. He is not a white. He's a he's a he's a rather large character, though. Uh, one of the things that you know trips people out usually is uh, they'll ask me, Pedro, how'd you get so tall? Are your parents tall? Your brothers and sisters tall too? And I always have to reassure them, no. The rest of my family's regulation size Mexican. They can all play soccer and shit. <laughs> the only one that grew. And sometimes people still be like, yo, well, how the fuck did you get so big? I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe my mom had an affair with one of the globe globetrotters. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or around December 1976, somebody in Michoacan, Mexico, booked Sinbad. <laughs> and it went well. And it went really well for him, though. That's what's up. I got off stage the other day. Someone told me I looked like Fidel Castro invaded a Ross dress for less. 
up with that, man? Love the honesty, though, man. I'm uh, I'm from Portland. I'm here visiting from Portland. Uh, yeah, yeah, give it up for Portland. Yo, give it up for my man Buddha. Smoke Buddha, smoke Buddha, smoke Buddha. He's gonna be taking pictures all night. High definition. High definition. High by definition. How about them? High by definition. What was I talking about, man? <laughs> hey, so yeah, so this showcase is called uh, Politics Are Funny. I am not white, and you're going to see some funny-ass fucking comics come up here and just tear shit up. This is my first festival. This is my first ever festival. It's my first time in San Francisco. Yeah. I just ate an edible. I drank at Bob's, or is it Pops? I drank, I was up there at Pops. I had a couple beers and a couple shots, man. That was dope. And uh, here I am, drunk as fuck, hosting a fucking drunk and about to be high and hosting <laughs> my first ever showcase, my first ever festival. Thank you, Pat, for having me, man. I'll get to jokes eventually, don't worry. So yeah, so I'm from Eastern Washington, but I live in Portland now. I come from uh, an area in Washington called Tri-Cities, Washington. It's a, it's got a lot of the, like, it's a, it's a large Latino community there. It's a lot of agriculture. Um, I've been living in Portland for about four years, and I feel like Portland's starting to rub off on me. I say that because the other day I caught myself referring to America as ill-gotten instead of just stolen. <laughs> I'm using words like refer and shit. And then like people back home, when I go visit, they notice, you know, that like I was at a bar recently and uh, visiting over the holidays and the bartender at one point looks at me, he's like, hey, dude, you sound, you're, you're starting to sound like a whitewashed Mexican. I don't know if you guys know what that is. That's like a Mexican cat that's trying to either act white or whatever. So I said to him, hey, cabrón, calma la wey, no tampoco no te mandes, culero. Como que whitewash Mexican way. He just looked at me confused. He didn't speak Spanish. <laughs> so I was like, hey, that's colonized Mexican to you. <laughs> then I ordered an IPA, <laughs> some tater tots, and a side of ranch. You know, tell me what the fuck to eat. I'm an old cat, like, you know, like I'm, I just turned 40 last September. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, no, you know, that was like a, a, a compliment heckle. <laughs> that was like, like I, I was gonna say something rude back, but then I was like, no, dude, like she just compliment, they just complimented you. Thank you very much. Throwing me off. Are you, are you like a professional heckler? You're like, I'm gonna get him with a compliment first, <laughs> and then I'm gonna tell him that he's not funny. Where's all my Latinos at? For real, man. Working, huh? They ain't got time for this shit. I figure there'd be more than just one, than two. They're working, huh? They ain't got time for this shit. That's <laughs> what's up, man. That's what we do. We work. We work, man. What was I talking about? I completely <laughs> forgot. Oh yeah, so I just turned 40 in September. And uh, I was talking, you know, cause you get down on yourself, you start getting older, obviously. And uh, I was talking to my coworker, my coworker was like, don't even sweat it, Pedro. Your 40s are like, your, are a lot like your 20s nowadays. I was like, dog, I gotta start doing coke again? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, man. You guys do the online dating thing. 
Yeah, I do the online dating thing. My best friend, he doesn't believe in that shit. He, he prefers to meet women the old-fashioned way. And it's working out for him, man. I found out he's fucking my abuelita. It's fucked up, man. Should have known something was up a couple couple months ago when he started calling me mijo. <laughs> telling me I should settle down and shit. You know what I mean? Say he didn't notice me not being happy. I was like, dog, what are you doing? But yeah, so politics ain't funny. Or politics, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> politics are funny. I actually was just dating someone and I found out like a couple of weeks ago they were they voted for Trump. Oh. Yeah, I know, man. Talk about finding out late. <laughs> but she said, I only voted for him to keep Hillary Clinton out of the White House. I was like, yeah, I know how voting works, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't justify voting for a racist with, uh, I didn't want his opponent to win. That's not, that's not. Gotta give up for, uh, one thing about Trump though, not the smartest president, but turns out really good at division. Oh. Hey, listen, this is my first festival, guys. <laughs> it's my first time in San Francisco. I just got the light. I think I went over. I think I'm burning the light now. That's, that's what I'm doing right now, man. I think we might be on air. I th are we fucking on air? San Francisco! I left my heart in San Francisco. I don't even know how the song goes. <laughs> Frank Sinatra sings that shit, right? San Francisco is dope, though. Like, I love, compared to Portland, I love the diversity of San Francisco. Like, today, man, I was just walking around, people speaking Spanish, people speaking Chinese, people speaking Japanese, people speaking Russian, people speaking Portuguese, people speaking to themselves. I mean, I love it. I love it. Your first comic is here from Los Angeles, man, just ready to tear shit up. Give it up for my man, Kevin Paniagua. <laughs> Hello, guys. Uh, you know, my doctor recently said, or he told me that I have high cholesterol, and he said that anything that gets my heart rate going is considered cardio, and I should do more of it. So what I'm doing now is, instead of working out, I do a lot of uh, cocaine. <laughs> because it gets my heart rate going, and it gets me sweating. I've done so much cocaine in my life that I lost my sense of smell. And every time I walk into a kitchen, I take a deep breath and I wonder, like, are they cooking cocaine in here? <laughs> you know something, guys? Um, I, don't, I don't date women that fart. I marry them. And the reason being is because one of my ex-girlfriends, she used to hold in her gas a lot. And what happened was that she poisoned gassed herself from the inside. It's 2018 and a lot of people discriminate people that fart, but I don't. Like if I hear gas going off, I look, I make eye contact with the person and I commend them for their bravery. <laughs> it's 2018, we can't continue to holocaust ourselves from the inside, guys. You gotta let the gas out. You have to let it out. Uh, my spirit animal is an oyster. 
because um, I have a pearl inside of me. I have a pearl of cocaine that has accumulated <laughs> over the years. Like, I may be brown on the outside, but I'm white on the inside. And I behave as such, guys. Like, I recently, uh, I recently started working in a tanning salon. And pretty much what I do in this tanning salon is I stand outside and I tell people I got my tan here. <laughs> I'm pretty much their mascot, is what I'm saying. And you know, like a lot, a lot of people say that, that the sun gives you cancer. And I've been on, on the sun, out in the sun for a long time. And I just don't buy it. So what I, what I did is I researched this fact. Like, does the sun give you cancer? And I came to the conclusion that it was false, guys. The sun doesn't give people cancer. The sun gives white people cancer. <laughs> so you guys got to be careful, guys. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I consider myself more of a poet than a comedian. I consider myself more like Shakespeare. Although I, uh, I do have a lot of pride. I'm sorry, guys. The edibles are starting to kick in. <laughs> I consider myself more like Shakespeare than Richard Pryor, although I do have a lot of priors. <laughs> but I don't let my priors define me. I don't let my priors define who I am because when I was in jail, all I was doing was reading and educating myself. Like I was even reading while I was getting butt raped. And even, and even though my forehead kept hitting the book and I kept losing my place, I never gave up. So never give up on your dreams, guys. Is what I'm saying. Because if I didn't give up, and then you guys give up, then who's the bitch? <laughs> who's the bitch? You know, like, oh, back in LA, we have a lot of strip clubs. But they recently opened this really cool strip club by my house. It's called Astronomy. <laughs> and it's really cool because it combines my two favorite things, you know, my love for ass and my love for the study of the universe. And as soon as you walk in, the first stripper you see, they call her Jupiter. And the reason they call her Jupiter is because she has this birthmark on one of her cheeks. And every time she bends over to pick up the tips, her stretch marks look like Jupiter. <laughs> and then if you walk further into the strip club, there's another stripper. And they call her Saturn. And the reason they call her Saturn is because if you pay her the right amount of money, then she will give you anal. <laughs> that one doesn't make any sense to me, but that's how they explained it to me. That's how they explained it to me, guys. Good question. But if you go all the way to the back of the strip club, there's another stripper all the way in the corner in a black in the dark room and they call this one they call it Pluto. <laughs> and the reason they call it Pluto is because she's not really a planet. She's a tranny. <laughs> she's a tranny, guys. There's a lot of people in LA that are into that and that's cool, you know. We're very open here. We're very open-minded. And I'm very high right now, guys. <laughs> very high. I underestimated 40 milligrams, you know. <laughs> It was probably because I was hungry, but I don't know. I don't know, guys. But do we know anything in this life? Is there anything that we know? 
I like to philosophize <laughs> when I smoke or eat my weed, my reefer. I prefer to smoke it because the taste of it, you know, I like cocaine, so I like inhaling things. I like inhaling smoke and white powder. That's what I like to do. If I could snort my beer, I would. <laughs> I would, I totally would. But instead, I anally insert it. <laughs> you know, guys, like, li life is hard, but we're tougher as a species, you know, because we've surpassed so many things. We've survived dinosaurs. We survived the Stone Age, the Metal Age. We will survive the Orange Age, guys. We will survive. Like that song, I will survive. That is us. That was an anthem to the human species. Because even if an asteroid hits this planet, we will survive. Even if there is no planet, our spirit will continue living in another planet. Or who knows? I don't know. I'm just making shit up now, guys. Because... <laughs> Let me tell you guys something about, I no longer send women any dick pics because honestly, I think it's really rude and it's unoriginal. So what I started doing is instead of snapping a picture of my penis and sending it to a girl that I'm interested in, what I like to do is I get a canvas and I draw my penis using watercolors, <laughs> color pastels, just, you know, because women appreciate creativity, you know? It's so simple to just send a pic. But if you show her that you took the time to become artistic and to show her your penis using color pastels, it's amazing. And you know, I recently started experimenting with point perspective so that, so that so that I could give my genitalia some depth. <laughs> because women love depth. <laughs> they love a deep man. And that's what I want to show women. And yes, I am single because women don't appreciate the depth of my penis art. <laughs> <laughs> but one day I'm going to open an art gallery so that anybody can appreciate true artistry. True artistry, because what is true artistry? I don't know, guys. I don't know. <laughs> but one day, one day we'll find out. Thank you, guys. Let him hear y'all. Kevin Paniagua, penis artist. I, uh, so this is uh, Politics Are Funny. I'm not white. I'm not fucking white. Um, who remembers when, like, when they first found out that Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Bannon was appointed to the White House National Security Council? Who remembers that? Right? I, I remember when I first heard that shit, I think I had the same reaction most, most Americans did. I was like, what the fuck is the National Security Council, seriously? <laughs> I didn't watch, like what season of the West Wing is that shit on, man? For real, let me know, please. 
I gotta catch up. Just saying, man. You know how we are here, America. Yo, Kevin, Kevin Buck. Kevin Buck is Kevin Buck here. The J1. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so the edibles are kicking in, uh, ladies and gentlemen. My man Jay Wook. Actually, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Uh, if I haven't actually met you, please come and say what's up because I don't, I'm I'm visiting here from Portland and the edible just kicked in. So, is, are you Kevin? Kevin Wook, 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 Wook. Okay, first of all, let's start over. Let's start over. Yo, welcome to the stage. Straight out of. Are you from Portland? Where you from, man? I'm sorry. No, no. From from Sacktown. Coming out here to the Muni. Comedy Festival, give it up for Kevin J. Wook. Come on, give it up for Steve Trevino, everybody. Steve Trevino. God, I know. It's, my name is Fuck with a W, okay? Uh, he was confused because he's like, no, nah, he's white and it's not him. And he doesn't look like he likes politics. Motherfucker, I like politics. <laughs> you know? He's on my side. I'm not going to fucking... It's not good for me, though. Like, none of you guys like me. She's just straight nodded. We just met. <laughs> She's like, swipe whatever the fuck side. She's like, I don't like him. Nah, he's not for me. Trump's not out there for... He's out there for rich people. I'm not the first person to say it. You know, but he really is. He's not out there for me. That's what he's here for. And this whole I'm not white part, I'm here to declare my non-white status. I'm ready to give it up. The guy from Trinidad's like, I'll take it. You keep giving us gold medals. That's all we want. <laughs> Fucking love that guy. Give it up for him. Come on. Gosh, gosh. It's really weird here. I love it. I love it. You guys are crazy. This is, like the, uh, this is why I got into comedy. You get in there like, here's some edibles, here's some shit. I wish we had money. <laughs> and I'm like... My shit's about to kick in too, so we're good. We're good. We're good. I love going on journeys like this. I just read a news article headline today, and the headline part. So that's all the information you're gonna get. It said uh, people that do psychedelics, it could change them for the rest of their lives. See, she gets it. Yeah, you're the one person we know it changed for the positive. You know how many dog-faced Johnny homeless people I know that it did not work out for. <laughs> He's like, help me, sure, bro. Perception is key. Perception is key. Uh, keep filling out that dream board, homie. We're doing good. We're doing good. God. You know, I, the Letterman jacket, I like it. The rugby thing, I dig it. And the C is for cocaine. That's where I'm at right now. I was like, wow. And then the other, the Mexican dude comes up here and talks about cocaine. And he's, oh, thank you so much. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Mutiny Radio. You can do both things. You can talk and take it. Thank you. Yeah. There's no. there I'm going to cough, though. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> but see, none of us are fighting. There's marijuana here. It's everywhere. You go to a Raider game, they're not smoking weed. They're killing people. That's what they're doing. That's why they're moving to Las Vegas. That's Trump's plan of getting rid of people. Let's just move the Raiders there. It'll take care of all the people that just go in there and they're down for debauchery and Jesus lives and we're good. 
I, one guy is like, I like Jesus. He giggled a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. You guys, San Francisco is a great place. But you guys drive. <laughs> no, I, I, you guys drive like New York light. Like you guys are half in, half out. All right, half you guys are like, yeah, I'm a dick. This is how we fucking drive. And the other half's like, I just drew, I just made a nap. I don't know what I'm doing. Asian. Yeah, she gets it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm not white. I'm not white. This is a show. It's a show. I, I'm glad you guys picked me for racial stuff because clearly this is great. Even Amazon goes, you know you want a tiki torch. <laughs> you know. My Amazon has that voice, too. See, the brother in the back's fucking laughing at my shit, so stop being guilty, white people. It's okay. The guy from Trinidad's like, I just want your status, not your gold. <laughs> hey, bro, we in Silicon Valley. We want your cobalt now. <laughs> we at it. We at it. Gosh. My brother, he's in Japan right now. He's in the military. Okay, we're clearly not into politics at all. We're over it. First room ever. Give yourselves a hand for not clapping for the military. First room ever. Yeah, that's called a comedic cheap trick, and you're like, fuck you, Jay Wook. Your name's Kevin now. <laughs> fuck Kevin. I hate that guy. He hates the military. But no, my brother's in Japan. He's like, man, I just bought natural peanut butter. It's happened today. I can show you, too. He's like, so what's the fucking problem? Like, he buys weird shit. They got weird Kit Kats there. Because clearly, Kit Kat, it's a fucking cool-ass name in Japan. <laughs> no, it's all marketing. That ain't racist at all. They go, oh, Kit Kat. Like, they fucking like it, okay? Like, here, if you had a Kit Kat or a Snickers, you're like, give me that fucking Snickers, dog. You know you want a Snickers over a Kit Kat. Over there, they're like, nuts, caramel, fuck you. Kit Kat. So, and that's what I've been told. I don't know if it's true. Some things are normal to me. They're not normal to other people. I don't know. But they sell a lot of Kit Kats. Anyways, he bought natural peanut butter. And I guess you have to stir it. You guys, this is San Francisco. You guys probably have, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, but they know as a consumer, you don't want to buy a jar where the top third is empty. So they fill it all the way up and you have to stir it and you lose hell of it, right? It just falls out of the jar. She's, Pam's like, I catch it. I put my fucking bread right there. What was wrong with you? And then guess what? That's what I will tell my brother in Japan who's fighting for our freedom right now. And you still didn't clap for freedom. I fucking love you people. This is an uphill battle for me, so I don't give a shit. This is great. I'm on the I'm Not White political show. Yeah, put up the fat-looking white guy. It's going to be great. It's gonna, the only guy laughing is the black dude in the back. Like, and no one's listening. Usually he's the strongest dude ever. And you guys are like, whatever, San Francisco, we don't care. You guys don't. I drove in here, and it's all Verizon Wireless because this city deserves the best. Yeah. We're fighting wars in other places. Communication would be a lot more important over there. But, hey, let's give it to San Francisco, Verizon. Let's give it here. Like, nothing bad happens here. And I'm like, do you think ever other cities have that shit? Like, do you feel like maybe you're being cheated on? Like, Verizon's not just good here. Maybe Portland. Kevin from Portland. Maybe he has good Verizon. Yeah. I hear, like, that's hella funnier than Jay Wook, too. <laughs> Kevin from Portland's my new fucking hero. I love that guy. Give it up for Kevin from Portland, guys. Come on. Hey. He, he doesn't even exist, and you wouldn't clap for freedom. Fuck you guys. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. No, I do love you guys. I really do. I really do. 
It's the first time I buy cocaine from a white dude over a Mexican. I'll tell you that. Man, when he's like, I did cocaine in Colombia for the first time, I'm like, yeah, that's like the perfect thing ever. Like that, that's monumental. That's great. That's like doing, like having a time machine, you could do the first hit of acid. Like the very first one. That, that's what you did. You got it right from the source. That's great. And then we got this Mexican dude talking about his, and he's the most mellowest dude ever. Just talking like, yeah, I did this and cocaine is great. And, and he's hella mellow. And I'm like, I think his cocaine was cut. <laughs> With heroin. Dog, it wasn't the fucking edibles kicking in. It was the heroin. You're the most mellowest cocaine dude ever, but I would snort. I was thinking about that too. They made snortable caffeine. Have you guys seen this? No, because they took it the fuck away. Yeah, they took it away for good reasons. I would fucking do it in a second. Like, I would snort. Co- like, I got pulled over. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Like, you, you, if you're high on caffeine, that's great. And but it's not okay to snort things. But what if it's an Advil? What if you snort an Advil? I don't know. I was <laughs> I was waiting for Pam to go. C- kicks in hella faster. It's uh, it's all about the way it hits your brain real quick. You forget everything. And then Pam also forgot how many milligrams her edibles were in some way over here. Gosh. I, I, I had played with cocaine for a while. It's a fucking hell of a drug. You guys like cocaine? Yeah. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> Yeah, the guy who's fucking cured now. He's like, yeah, it's fucking great. Nah, um, it, it. I love the sobering effects of it, like like you're talking about, because I used to hate leaving my car places. This is all pre-Uber, right? And so now I'm at a state in my life where I debate if I'm still sober enough the next day to call Uber to drive my kids to school for me. But at the same time, I think that's baller as shit. So I call Uber anyways, because safety is my first priority. That's it. Hey, give it up for me. I'm Kevin. Not really. Jay Wook, thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Thank you very much. That's why she fucking with me. I know she love me. Oh, she play me that. And I tell her, no, no, what you really want to know. Give it up for Jay Wook, everybody. Out here for Sacramento. The stepson of anarchy in the house. Thought it would work. I don't know. It might work. So uh, San Francisco's a sanctuary city for immigrants, which is dope. Hell yeah, give it up. Give that shit up. So is Portland. Portland's a sanctuary city. Yeah. Too bad immigrants can't actually afford to live in that motherfucker, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> That's a funny shit, America! That's how it is, though, man. That's how it is in este país. Hey, what's the compliment heckler? Did she leave the the, the compliment heckler? Did they leave? Hey, I want to just welcome you back. Thank you. You're doing a great job as an audience member. I just want to say that. Thank you for being quiet in the bathroom while we were getting ready. Just dope. Uh, so what's going on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember alternative facts? You guys remember that? The alternative facts thing, right? Yeah, alternative facts. Who remembers when that shit was called American history, though? You know, I remember that. Oh! <laughs> Yo, man, the next comic is fucking hilarious. He, uh... That's what's up, man. 
Young George Costanza. Give it up for Young George Costanza. Young Costanza. What's up, yo? Hey, the next comic uh, recently moved to uh, to Los Angeles, out the Bay, and uh, he's very funny. Give it up for Kevin Monroe, y'all. That's how dope my set is. The mic dropped before I even got on. <laughs> Drop the mic, son. Nah, it's it's all good, man. Them edibles are a motherfucker, man. Uh, if you don't believe me, go to Kevin Monroe's Facebook webpage and look at the banner picture. It's me doing a show here a couple years back when I ate an edible and got on stage. And halfway through a bit, I got caught in a mental cycle. I couldn't end the story. Uh, like, the characters in the story I was trying to tell started talking to each other, and I couldn't leave. <laughs> and the whole time I'm looking back at Pam like, you motherfucker. Them Rice Krispies had some shit in them. <laughs> Little table right there, like a table of Rice Krispies. That was, that was, that was wicked, man. I don't... I think I did an HBO special in my mind, but it was 10 minutes. <laughs> man, what, what the hell is going on, man? I don't know all this sexual assault shit happening. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Neil deGrasse Tyson got caught up in that. You didn't hear about that? Yeah, yeah. while he was, uh, while he was uh, at, uni at Cornell, University of Texas, I forget which one. Yeah, man, I'm like, nerds are raping too now? Like, it's like... Neil deGrasse Tyson is Mike deGrasse Tyson now? <laughs> Pluto's a planet, not a planetoid, motherfucker. <laughs> Call Pluto a planet again. Call it a planet. I will whoop your monkey ass. <laughs> the planetoid. I just think that would be the worst thing in the world to put Mike deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the on the witness stand because he'll kill you. You can't put him on there. So, uh, uh, Doctor Tyson, uh, so where were you on the um, the evening of the alleged assault? What is time? <laughs> there are multiple. All right, you know what, nigga, get the fuck off the tape. You know what, you're fine. Just get the fuck out. <laughs> I don't understand physics. Get out! Neil deGrasse Tyson. Love that dude. I wish that was my advisor. <laughs> I really did. Uh, I, you know, I, I spent, I went to undergrad and grad school, and uh, yeah, I was the only black person there. Uh, so, nah, don't, don't clap for that. That's a, <laughs> I it's, it's horrible. I mean, like, I, I mean, I could imagine myself having Neil deGrasse Tyson as an advisor. Like, yeah, man, that, that's a great paper, man. Let's get some pussy. <laughs> he used to wrestle. That's that's a pussy getting dude. Like he knew anyway. Like, <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I'm I'm just saying. It's I just think we just need to listen to women more. You know, as as much as we can. Now I'm not I'm not I'm not pandering here. I'm just saying. You know, they're half of the population. They might know some shit. You know the funny thing about Trump is like. I used to, uh, when I was out here, I used to, uh, I used to hang out at the, the Phoenix bar. I used to go to, um, uh, you know, there's a, a bunch of dive bars on Polk Street I used to go to. 
And like Trump sounds like that drunk dude that's sitting next to you that's like telling you shit. And at one point he tells you some part of the story. You just you gotta look at him and be like, "Nigga, shut the fuck up." <laughs> oh yeah, you know I was I was a Navy SEAL and I you know I, I shot Bin Laden. All right, nigga, you know what? <laughs> you know like, that's what he, that's what this country needs. We we just need some dude to stand next to Trump at the podium. So when he starts saying shit like, "Oh yeah, I was gonna run in there and save those kids." Nigga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just one of this one time. Just one person to do that one time. Like, you can't even run, motherfucker. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck you? <laughs> Shit, man. You, you scared? Of, you need help to get on a golf cart, motherfucker. Are you? I mean, don't let your drink buddies get to the point where they start saying shit like that. Oh, yeah, you know, you, you know I fuck Britney Spears, right? Come on, nigga. Really? <laughs> Shit's out of control. Just just don't let it get to that point. That's what happened to Trump. Like, he spent his entire life doing shit, like saying shit like that, and nobody checked him. You know who Trump would be if he didn't have money? Trump would be that dude that you see getting arrested at Safeway for trying to steal a watermelon by sticking it under his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Thinking nobody would notice. <laughs> and they just got him like in a handcuff, <laughs> you know, to the bike, handcuffed to like the, the bike locks. Like, yo, you really thought you could do that? <laughs> just stick a watermelon under your t-shirt, <laughs> just walk out of here like that? That's the mentality, but he has money. So everybody just kind of looks the other way, you know what I mean? So it's, oh man, but uh, he, he's got some some bad bras though. Oh man. Oh man, that 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 Stormy Daniels shit, man. Ah, oh. oh my God, I I love that because I was I was uh, able to watch titties at work, <laughs> and then when they looked at my, my profile, I was like, no, I'm looking at Yahoo News, man. <laughs> I'm not looking at porn. This is Yahoo News. <laughs> oh my goodness, ah, that's that's just terrible. And the funny thing is, like, they have hella headshots of Stormy Daniels, just her head. But with every news story, they cut from here to start here. <laughs> Next on the news, titties. Like <laughs> that might as well just be the banner, titties. Like it's not even a man. All right. Uh, one 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 other thing, you know that shit about him like running in there, you know saving those kids. He, to us, it sounds stupid, but you got to realize the people that voted for Trump. Those dudes that buy AR-15s, they have the same fantasies. They believe that too. Like, it sounds stupid to us. Like, oh, come on. You a 70-year-old fat motherfucker. You ain't gonna run in there. But those fat motherfuckers buying AR-15s, they believe that. <laughs> they really think that they can do some Rambo Chuck Norris shit <laughs> at the drive-thru. Like, <laughs> like, hold on one second. Let me get my comfortable shoes on. One second. Ugh. My family's in Florida, so I see these people all the time, man. For real, for real. My brother teaches high school in Florida. They take him out of school to go hunting. That's a legitimate excuse to leave school, to go hunting. They, they, uh, it's, I don't know white people, y'all gotta, y'all gotta fix this shit, man. I mean, this is, this is a white problem. This is not, we not out there, you know, like if a nigga gets shot, it's for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, y'all just out there just spraying people. Look, I mean, <laughs> oh, the ghost is back. 
Now, y'all, y'all, this is a white problem. Y'all got to figure out how to not, like, how to deal with people, you know? Just, if you, if you mad at somebody, you know, clown them. Like, that's what we do, you know? <laughs> you know, don't show up and start spraying the place down. I don't, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't solve, that doesn't solve anything. Your, your ego is not going to be spared. Because you're going to go to prison full of black dudes who are going to talk shit about you anyway. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you might as well figure out how to figure that shit out on the playground, man. Just, man, when I came to, when I came to high school in Oakland, they made fun of me all the time because I had an accent. I was, you know, I had a big Caribbean accent, you know, and people were like, well, what's wrong? What is your accent now? I was like, because I don't want to be clowned and I'll be taken seriously. Like, you can't, you can't walk around with a Caribbean accent in a black community and not get fucked with. Like, like you know what you wouldn't even do that now like if, if you go to your doctor right now and he comes out of the office with like a look on his face like it's diabetes man <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean you'd be like uh, you know that sounds terrible but uh it sounds pretty festive <laughs> <laughs> under the sea <laughs> you know what i mean so you gotta fix it up man you gotta clean it up man I, I had this one cat i went to high school with his name was dietrich uh, Dietrich, uh, Dietrich had a, uh, I was 15 years old, came to America, 15 years old at a, at a Catholic high school in Trinidad. Dietrich was a grown ass man. That dude, he had a job. Dietrich had a car. Dietrich had children. Okay. <laughs> Dripping Jerry Cool juice on my homework. I love that cat. I got to find Dietrich. All right. I got to go guys. My name is Kevin Monroe. Give it up for your host one more time. The Portland Monster. What up, Kevin Monroe, everybody? Hell yeah, man. Round of applause, man. You guys are fucking doing awesome. We're, we only got one more comic, and then we'll get the fuck up out of here. I had like one thing. I was like, oh, yeah, the fuck the NRA, right? Fuck the NRA, right? Uh, but come to find out, they get a lot of discounts, right? They're getting a lot of discounts. <laughs> Now, I don't own a gun, but I'm just saying. If a 22 is going to save me $20 at Jiffy Lube, man, I'm just saying. Uh, I could see. Arm the janitors, that's what I say. Arm the fucking janitors because they always live, right? You ever hear of a janitor getting shot during a fucking. You never hear about the janitor getting shot, man. You never. They're always. I don't know what the fuck they're doing during the fucking mass shootings because they're never getting shot. Those motherfuckers. What the fuck, man? I feel like like the the Navy should like train them like on some and make them like a special. I don't know, SEAL Team Six period. That's 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 what all that was about right there. That last line. That's what all that was about. That's it right there. This is the third time I do it and no one laughs, but you know what? Fuck it. San Francisco, what's up, man? Yay. Hey, you, you ever heard that song, uh, uh, the CZ Top song? All the girls crazy about a sharp dress, man. Well, your next comic, man, is probably the sharpest dress man in here tonight. Uh, he's from Portland, man. He's very funny. Give it up for Isaac Pendergrass. Don't seen, and you know that I'm busting. Trying to send shots, but I know that you coming. And I try to call your phone, but know that you stunning. Sending all the niggas out the crib. How the fuck did I get here? <laughs> Everybody is high. 
Yeah, me, me and this guy look like we just uh, were on our way to our barbershop quartet practice. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but but my my dad used to smoke a little herb late at night when he thought I was asleep. So right now it really feels like home. So just wanted you to know that. Uh, but but uh, a couple of weeks ago I was I drove down to a uh, Walmart in Woodburn, Oregon. N- not because I hate myself. Uh, no, it's uh it's because I wanted to get a little taste of what it would be like if the South actually did rise again. You know, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was not disappointed. I don't know if you guys have it here, but in Portland, we have guys with uh, Confederate flags on their Jeeps. Uh, yeah, it pro- probably wouldn't work here. Um, <laughs> it, it works in Portland, though, but I think that's, I think that's where they come from, that, that Walmart. Um, <laughs> they, were, 